We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Rob Doster here for the Field of 60. Today, we are bringing you another episode in our Off the Carousel series, where we will be joined by each and every new head coach to the Division One ranks. There are almost 60 of them. We're going to be rolling these out a couple of days throughout the month of May and the month of June. So make sure that you subscribe to the channel. And if you like this interview, don't be afraid to tap that like button. That stuff really does help our channel and help our presence on YouTube. It helps more people like you find this content. And since I have you guys here, make sure that you check out our Instagram and TikTok pages. We are going to be pumping out more unique content over there throughout the summer heading into next season. Like, for example, did you know that Penny Hardaway was shot when he was a player in college? I bet you didn't know that. There are more stories like that on those pages. The links are in the description below. So now, without further ado, let's get into another edition of Off the Carousel. Ty McEwen from Three Man Weave here with another exciting episode of Off the Carousel for the Field of 68 Network. Today, I am joined by Florida head coach Todd Golden, who most recently was the head coach of San Francisco, leading the Dons to the school's best season in something like 40 or 50 years. Todd, thanks for joining me. Hey, it's good to see you, Kai. How are you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm dubbing your team in Florida, by the way, the Golden Gators. Your thoughts? <laughs> I like it. I'll, I'll roll with that. Good, I like good. the alliteration piece for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if you're aware. You're the second youngest head coach right now at a power program. John Shire's got you beat by one year. Uh, and this is also just your fourth season as a head coach overall. As you kind of reflect on your rapid rise to coaching SEC program, what goes through your head? Do you pinch yourself a little bit? Is, is this kind of the trajectory you foresaw yourself um, being on? about five years ago for your career? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pinching myself a little bit. This is uh, obviously an incredible opportunity. Uh, one I think I've earned, but at the same time, still really special. And to be honest, when I got into coaching about 11 years ago with Kyle Smith at Columbia, I didn't really know uh, which direction or how it was going to go. But I did, once I got in, I, I, I felt really comfortable in terms of being in the profession and thought this is where I belonged and, uh, you know, I've had some really good experiences along the way. I feel like I've been a little bit of everywhere from a, an Ivy League academic school to a, I was with obviously with Bruce at Auburn for two years uh, to get my feet wet down here in the SEC. And then with Kyle at a very good academic, but also very good basketball program at San Francisco. So uh, I feel like I've had enough experiences to kind of give me a little bit of everything. 
And uh, obviously the success we had over the past three years gave me this opportunity and I'm grateful for that. Yeah. And it's no secret. You had a bevy of suitors for your next head coaching position. Jeff Goodman tweeted every single school in the country. It seemed like at one point, (laughs) but uh, what stood out about Florida to you in particular that made you want to be part of that program? Uh, You know, where, where do you want me to start? You know, I think it's, uh, it's just such a fantastic place. You know, it's um, you know, from takeaway basketball, you know, Florida, uh, Gainesville as a city, uh, the university, it's one of the, it's the fifth best public institution in America academically. Uh, you know, it has great weather. It's a great place to raise a family. And, you know, it's a place where everybody on campus, regardless of whether you're in athletics or not, is very successful is the bottom line. It's a place that breeds a lot of champions. And, and from a basketball standpoint, obviously you, you turn back the clock two decades ago and saw what Billy Donovan was able to do here in regards to winning back-to-back national championships uh, a couple final fours, you know, just winning at an insanely high level. And, you know, Mike did some really good things here as well. Went to elite eight a second year. Uh, so, you know, I thought of this as really being the premier place to be for me personally and, and the way, you know, I want to operate my program and the way we want to build. Uh, I thought with that academic piece and obviously the success that they've had, uh, there, were, there were a lot of different things that we could build on and that we could sell in recruiting. Well, speaking of recruiting, you and your terrific staff have been hard at work in the portal, it seems like, since day one, since getting this job. And you did pretty well in the portal as well at San Francisco. But have you noticed a difference uh, between recruiting kids to an SEC school versus a WCC school? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think, honestly, Kai, when we got here, the first thing for me was really finding the guys inside our program uh, that we could build around. And so I, you look at a guy – Obviously, Colin Castleton is a guy we were able to retain and get to come back for his fifth year and a really big building block for us, uh, a guy that's had great success in SEC, uh, a really, really smart, good dude who, uh, you know, wants to go back and get back into the NCAA tournament and, and finish out his career here the right way. Uh, and so getting him back was really important. And then you look at younger guys like Kowasi Reeves, who, you know, I think is going to be a really impactful player for us moving forward. Another older guy, Myron Jones. Uh, who, you know, we were able to get back and, and didn't have a great – he had a solid year, not as good as he had previously at Penn State. But I think, you know, a guy that we can get back to playing at an insanely high level like he did at Penn State, uh, you know, those, those guys are impactful guy. And then you got Niles Lane, who really came on at the end of last year. Jason Jatobo, when he was healthy, played at an insanely high level in SEC play. And then even C.J. Felder, a guy that, you know, had some injury issues but was really, you know, efficient offensively. So we got those guys back. And I, I think that was really, really important because it gave us such a great foundation uh, and allowed us to, to take our time and, and be really selective in regards to who we added. And uh, yeah, we added, we've added three really good pieces in the transfer market and guys that uh, you know, like Will Richard, for example, who I, I think is going to do really, really well for us, a really intelligent kid and uh, a guy that has really, really good basketball foundation. Uh, you know, Alex Fudge, who, who had some really good success early on at LSU uh, you know, some people, oh, he didn't number. Well, you know what? He played 50 minutes a game on a top 25 team as a freshman. Hard to do. Hard to do. And I think coming home for him and, and he took his lumps as a freshman. I think he's going to do really, really well for us. And then Trey Bonham, a kid I'm super excited about. Uh, kind of our analytical play, so to speak, in regards to kind of trying to find some hidden value out there. Uh, but a guy who I think is an insanely talented offensive player. And uh, again, all three of those guys fit with us culturally. Uh, you know, they appreciate the educational piece really good students come from great families, guys that really wanted to be here and be Florida Gators. So uh, we have a really good foundation that way. And we're just continuing to try to build 
and, and add the right pieces that way. Yeah. And I think that's the most impressive thing about your transfer gets so far is you're really getting guys that fit for they fit your roster. You see a lot of coaches in the country just kind of accumulating talent to just accumulate talent. And I think you guys yeah. are going about it the right way. To what degree does NIL play a factor in this, in this whole new transfer portal bonanza, we'll say? Yeah, I, I, honestly, I think it's changing every day. Um, it's, it's something that us, at least for me as, as a coach, a new coach at this level, I'm trying to figure it out, you know, trying to see uh, what exactly is going on with it, you know, um, mm-hmm. and trying to figure out the best way to navigate through it. But I, I think it, there's so many unknowns and there's so little regulation. And, and it's something that uh, I think there has to be some sort of dominoes that fall to try to, uh, I don't want to say regulate it, but at least give us a better understanding of what what's going on. Because uh, at this point, I think a lot of people are operating in the dark and and not mm-hmm. really sure, uh, you know, what's real and what's not. And uh, it creates a lot of question marks. And, and I think, you know, I, I, I'm a huge proponent of NIL, huge. I, I think guys should 100% be able to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's something, you know, you look back in college athletics over the past decade and see guys like Zion Williamson or Johnny Manziel or yeah. uh, even Sabrina Ionescu at Oregon. Like the, these student athletes uh, would have and should have been able to make some more money uh, in addition to their scholarship and cost of attendance because people recognize them and, and saw value in that. Uh, so as it's written, I think there's, there's great value in NIL. And I think it's something that we gotta, we gotta continue to champion. Um, but at the same time, it, it should be NIL is where, right. you know, that, that, <laughs> that, that should be, uh, that that's what people fought for and that's what people argued about. And, and I think that's in reality what it should be. And so as we navigate, I think there's going to be more clarity over the next couple of months. Yeah. Uh, switching gears to an X and O standpoint. So in my recent experience here. I, I see mid-major coaches a lot forced to flex their style as they get to a power level conference, former high pressure defensive schemes or changing the way they approach the offensive end uh, when they get to higher level schools, just because the talent, the, the athleticism is so much better. You're known as a coach heavy into the analytics of basketball. Your teams are always mathematically sound threes more than two. Do you foresee yourself needing to flex your style to compete at a place like Florida? Or do you think it'll be more, business as usual, as we saw at USF? I think it would be business as usual. You know, I think the, uh, w- as you said, we're always going to try to find the ways to be efficient. You know, we're, we're going to look at our roster, uh, you know, as June rolls around and, and really try to put our guys in the best position to be successful. Like we've changed the way we play almost every year, depending upon our roster. You know, in, in my second year, we, we didn't have a lot of inside presence in San Francisco. So we played more four and five out. Uh, which allowed us to beat Virginia when we made a lot of threes, but also allowed us to take losses like UMass Lowell when we didn't shoot the ball well. (laughs) (laughs) So it was something that we thought, you know, we wanted to find a way to to create a little less volatility in in our, in our results. And so last year we played more three round two and, and played with two big posts. And what we saw was our, our floor raised quite a bit. We won all the games we should win minus one. And uh, it gave us the opportunity when we shot the ball well uh, to compete with anybody in America. So uh, again, like I think we're in a really good spot with our roster. I think our team going into next year should be really healthy and, and we have some good length, some good athleticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we we're multifaceted. So we'll be able to do some different things offensively, specifically and, and transparently defensively. We've always been a man to man team. You know, we, we've never really played a lot of zone. And so we'll keep our principles that way. Um, but we'll, we'll continue to grind and try to find those little incremental advantages, uh, you know, against our opponents. I'm excited for your team. I think Florida is going to be awesome this season. Uh, we'll close with this. 
if you if you don't mind sharing, yeah, what is your funniest, craziest, or most entertaining recruiting story? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, um, I, I got a great one actually for you. All right. uh, so in my when uh, when I was at Auburn, when uh, when Bruce promoted me to an assistant my second year, I was on the road and uh, I, I became infatuated with this this backup for the Atlanta Celtics, and it was a guy that I thought was super undervalued. Um, he wasn't, a, I think he was a two, maybe a three star. Uh, he was actually playing behind EJ Montgomery, who ended up being a five star player that went to Kentucky. And, uh, you know, I had my eye on this kid. And every time he went in the game, he, he just produced. He was really efficient, grabbed every rebound, blocked a ton of shots. And so I was thinking, you know, I brought him to Bruce. And I was like, hey, you know, I really like this guy. What do you think? And he's like, oh, no, you know, not good enough, not good enough. Right. And so I was like, all right. I kept watching him and I'm telling you, man, every time I watched this kid, he was awesome and would produce more than the guys in front of him. And he didn't have somebody championing his cause. He didn't have some, you know, uh, somebody forcing the Atlanta, you know, he was just kind of playing 15 minutes a game, but always doing really, really well. And so as I was trying to push him uh, with Bruce, like he just wasn't seeing it the same way I was. And so what I did, and I'll remember this forever. I basically broke down analytically how this guy fared against the nine highest recruited bigs <laughs> in the Adidas circuit and basically built out this spreadsheet and, and sent it to Bruce with like a page breakdown of why, you know, if, even if this guy was our 13th man, why it would be a great fit for the Auburn Tigers at the time. And so I was on the West coast on a family vacation with my parents, sent Bruce the email before I went to bed. I woke up from a, to a phone call from Bruce and he's like, listen, he's like, Fine, I'll give him a scholarship. But if he doesn't accept it on the spot today when I offer him, he can't come. I said, don't worry, dude. He, he's going to accept it on the spot. So Bruce called the kid uh, that afternoon, offered him a scholarship. Sure enough, uh, the young man accepted on the spot. Well, two years later, Anthony McLemore was the starting center on the NCAA Final Four team that Bruce coached when I was long gone at San Francisco. So, uh, you know, I think at that point, uh, it gave me even more confidence to try to find the analytical gems in the, in the recruiting market. But uh, Anthony McLemore, was, you know, he's a great player uh, with probably an injury. You know, he broke his ankle or, or foot and it kept mm-hmm. him from really kind of making the NBA at that point. But he was uh, obviously a fantastic player at Auburn and someone that Bruce really grew to love, started him almost his whole career and really appreciated what he did. Uh, but I, I look back at that as something that will always kind of give us the confidence to continue doing what we do. Um, because we're able to find some guys that otherwise might be overlooked a little bit. Sounds like Bruce owes you a favor or two. For that, uh, <laughs> maybe, for that maybe, maybe he'll kick us some players. You never know, but no, he's uh, a, <laughs> it, it ended up working out well for everybody. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks Todd for your time. Uh, really appreciate you joining me. Good luck this season. Um, hopefully we'll talk again this off season and can't wait to watch the Florida Gators this year. Yeah. Thanks Todd. Appreciate you brother. We'll see you around, man. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.